Thanks for joining us here at AG Kolkata. We are the church with the open arms and we serve in the city of joy. If you would like to learn more about us, you can simply go to www.agkolkata.org. We hope that you enjoy today's message. We're going through a theme in a series, learning together on breathe on us, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, breathe on us. And that's been the theme for us. And so we're continuing with that. And this morning, we're going to look at a few passages beginning with the book of Joel. And uh, allow me to read that for you this morning. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28 to 32. That's what I'm going to read this morning. Then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even upon servants, men and women alike. And I will cause wonders in the earth and in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and, and consume of smoke, columns of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and terrible day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For, for some on Mount Zion in Jerusalem will escape just as the Lord had said. These will be among the survivors whom the Lord has called. Now, having read that, uh, it kind of strikes me that it begins with words like, then after doing those things. And if you are just like me, then you will ask the question, what are those things? Or what, what is that then that, that Joel chapter 2, 28 begins with? And uh, the book of Joel is interesting because it begins with uh, not so good news. It, it begins with destruction and it begins with turmoil. It begins with uh, everything that's so full of chaos. But then it comes after beginning with all that turmoil, all that chaos, everything that looks so hopeless, everything that looks so dead, everything that looks so lost, it then comes to this point where you and I find hope. And that hope is God promises the pouring out of His Spirit. Just to let you in on a few things this morning, and I'm going to read from verse 26. Once again, you will have all the food you want. You will praise the Lord your God, who does these miracles for you. Never again will my people be disgraced. Verse 27, then you will know that I am among the people of Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. Never again will my people be disgraced. And having said all of that, having, having uh, shown all of the destruction that's around, having shown all the chaos, all of the hopelessness, all the dryness, Pastor Krishna prayed this morning, a dryness after showing everything that's so hopeless. Then Joel in verse 28 says, then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. In this passage, we find the mention of the Holy Spirit. And it's easy for us to sit down here after so many years and think that uh, suddenly the Holy Spirit arrives on the scene. What was he doing earlier? Was he quiet? Was he there? In reality, the Holy Spirit was at work from the beginning of creation. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 says that so clearly. God says, let us make man 
And so this morning, it's clear that the Holy Spirit was at work. The Holy Spirit was around. The Holy Spirit was there. But in the midst of this hopelessness, the Holy Spirit becomes even more real to God's people and to you and I this morning. Because the times have not changed. We still live in a time where there is so much hopelessness all around. Where there is so much chaos all around. And in the midst of all of that, God says, my Holy Spirit, I want to pour out on you. Now the term spirit, the Hebrew word for spirit is ru. And the word is translated as wind or the breath of God. So this morning I want us to for a few moments just think about those two words. The breath of God and the wind of God. This means that the Old Testament would refer to not just the Holy Spirit. You wouldn't find it there often. But you would find words like, and God breathed his breath upon so and so. Or God sent the wind upon so and so to refresh and to strengthen and to enable them to do God's work in their time. To fulfill God's task in their time. The works of the Holy Spirit in the, New, in the Old Testament active with the work of creation when God breathed in Adam the breath of life. Active in communicating God's message to his people, giving direction in the desert. And that's so clear as you and I look, look at the history of Israel, how God leads his people by his Holy Spirit, how God gives protection, how God guides them, how God reveals himself to them step by step. Coming back to this passage, it says, I will pour out my spirit. God says, I will pour out my spirit. What does it mean for you and me today this morning? What does it mean for you and I as followers of Jesus this morning? What does God mean when he says, I will pour out my spirit? God wants to breathe his breath of life upon you and I this morning. God wants to breathe a freshness of his wind upon you and I this morning. God wants to touch you and touch me afresh this morning. Somebody said like this, you know what? God does not work with old anointing. You know, like 10 years ago, you received the Holy Spirit and you're like, okay, 10 years back I received and it's still there. Or maybe last month or maybe last year. No, friends, God this morning says, I want to pour out my spirit afresh in a new way. Are you available? Are you ready for me to pour out my spirit in a fresh way? Because if you are, then I want to breathe fresh life over you. If you are, I want to breathe fresh life over your situation. If you are, I want to breathe fresh life over your circumstance this morning. Because I want to breathe my breath over you. Just like the people of Israel, you know, we, we oftentimes take God for granted. In our relationships, we lose the, the joy, we lose that freshness that we once had. Take a moment to think this morning, the first day you accepted Jesus into your life. Think about the moment, the first day you welcomed Jesus into your heart. I'm not just talking about just saying the prayer and feeling like, okay, Jesus is in my heart. But I'm talking about a moment when you really gave your heart to Jesus. When you really were willing to surrender everything to Jesus. Your dreams, your goals, your mind, your attitude, your heart. Everything to the will and purpose of Jesus. It was a different day. 
It was a day that joy filled your life. It was a day that excitement came in. It was a day when you could talk about Jesus all the time. Let me ask you a question this morning, even before we continue. How about now? Are you still as excited to talk about Jesus like you were then? Are you still excited about the joy that fills your heart like you were then? Or have the pressures, have the situations, have circumstances around you robbed you of that joy? Robbed you of that excitement? Robbed you of everything good that God once deposited in you? And this morning, your life is so full of dryness. Your life is a struggle. One step at a time is so hard for you to take. Your life and my life becomes a drag. Where somebody's got to push you and me every single day, every single hour. And life is so hard. If that's the case this morning, then God has good news for you and I. He says, I want to pour out my spirit. And I need it. And I know in a crowd such as this, you need it as well. I need it and you need it as well. Let me share with you some promises that, that God gives to you and I this morning. God's promises are yes and amen. They're not like promises made by men like you and I, where we make promises one day and we forget them another day, where we make promises out of our convenience. If it suits me, I make this promise and I keep it. If it doesn't, then I forget about it so fast. Here we are seeing the outpouring is not about, you know, God just giving you a little bit taste and then says, maybe for later, maybe when you get a little better, next time I'll give you a little more. But God says, I am pouring out. And it's not just for one person, it's not just for two people, but I am pouring out my spirit, or I want to pour out my spirit upon all people, every race, Every area, every civilization, every century, I want to pour out my spirit. Joel declares that God will pour out a spirit in abundant measures, like a fountain, like a spring. Are you and I ready this morning to dive into that fountain? Are you and I ready this morning to come and dive into that spring? A spring of living water. No, Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman said that. I give you waters that you don't know of. If you drink this water, the spring of living water will flow out of your belly. That comes this morning, friends, with the baptism or with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But what is it that you and I can learn this morning from Joel chapter 2 and verse 28 to 32? And in the next few minutes that I have before me, allow me to share with you some things that I have learned. Some things this morning that, that God showed me and I believe it's important if you and I want to believe, if you and I want to receive, if you want to experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if I can use that word, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon your life, then you and I must learn to do these things. Must learn these simple things. Here we see Joel in verse 32 Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the cry Joel cries out. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Here we see Joel calling the nation of Israel to repentance before receiving the blessing from God. 
before receiving a blessing from God, it's important that you and I come before God and repent. It's, it's, it's necessary that you and I come before God and ask Him for forgiveness. It's necessary that you and I come before God and surrender our lives afresh to Him. Why? Because Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one... No one in this world, no one sitting here this morning can raise our hands and say, I have never fallen short. I have never done anything wrong. But this morning, the truth is you and I must call on the name of the Lord to be saved. This morning, the truth is you and I cannot save ourselves. We might be intellectually smart. We might have all the ability we think we have. But the truth is you and I this morning need Jesus. You and I this morning need a Savior. You and I this morning need God. And God's promises is always followed by a condition. And you read verse 28, it says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. But then little down you find the condition. And the condition is this, on everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. God's promises are true. God's promises are yes. God's promises are sure, but they're not promises to be taken for granted. If you and I live our own lives, if you and I do our own things, and we heard Pastor Cynthia share last week of how you and I can, you know, get so caught up with everything going on in our lives. When God wants to do something new in us, we can miss that moment. Repentance is not coming on Sunday and lifting our hands or singing the songs or asking someone to pray. And then we go back Monday to Saturday and live our own lives. Repentance is not coming on Sunday for a little fix, for a little tightening of things. But repentance, true repentance, is coming to God in complete surrender. In complete surrender, where you and I leave everything at the altar and walk away only with God in our lives. Only God to lead our lives. Only God to direct our lives. Only God to help us in every situation, in every circumstance, in every decision, in every choice. Our heart, our mind, our will is in complete surrender. It's like a man who had a car and he woke up one morning before he took his car out and found a little rust spot to, on his car. And he begins to think what to do. And he goes back into his garage, brings a, brings a little, little can of paint and just paints that area. He says, oh, it's all okay. It's looking nice. But then two months later, two months later, the rust eats through the paint again. And doesn't only show up in that little spot, spreads a little more. It's not good, it's not good enough for you and I just to come Sunday and cry at this altar. It's not good for you and I. It's not good enough for you and I to come. And have somebody pray over us. And then go back. And think everything's going to be okay. It's important that you and I get rid of that rust. It's important that you and I get rid of that weakness. It's important that you and I get rid of that sin. That we so easily get caught up in. And God doesn't want you and I to come Sunday by Sunday and paint and do a little polish 
But God wants you and I to come in complete surrender so that he fixes and makes it brand new. Not a paint job, not a touch-up job, not a patch-up job, but make you and I completely new this morning. I will pour out my spirit upon all people. But the condition this morning is if you and I will come in complete surrender and surrender our heart and our mind and everything else to Jesus this morning. I don't know about you, but, but too often as, as a follower of Jesus, we do this. And I've done this as a follower of Jesus. We come, we give everything to Jesus, or we think we do, but there are some areas that we hold back. There are some places in our heart that we don't allow Jesus to step in and work. There are some areas of our lives that we don't allow God to look into. Because we tell God, listen God, you want to come into my life? This is your area. This, this, this is what you do. Don't look at this part. Friends, this morning I want to encourage you. In complete surrender means to allow God to look at every part of our lives. Complete surrender means for God to take your life and take my life and do something new in it. Something new with it. Something new through it. Complete surrender this morning it was, is what God wants. Next. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28, 29 says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your young men, your young men and women will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. What is God trying to say this morning? Simply, it's God's initiative and not yours and not mine. It's God's initiative, not yours and not mine. You know, many times or too often we think that uh, if I do this, 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 you know what, I have the right. It's my right for God to give me this. It's my right for me to have this. It's my right for me to get this. It's not our right. It's just grace that God gives to you and I. Everything you and I enjoy. It's grace that you and I enjoy life this morning. It's grace you and I enjoy blessing this morning. It's grace. Again, it's grace. It's the grace of God that God is willing to pour out His Spirit upon people like you and me. But this prophecy of Joel that he makes in Joel 2, 28 and 29 is only fulfilled much later. It's only fulfilled in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and Acts chapter 2. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, we read like this, where, where Luke refers to Joel's prophecy in using the exact same words. Acts chapter 2, verse 17 begins again like this. I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men and women will see visions. I will. I will. This clearly tells me that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is God's gift. And it's His work to do this morning. All you and I must do is come and ask God. All you and I must do is come before God and live a life pleasing to Him. In order for him to pour out his spirit upon you and upon me. In the Old Testament, you know, the understanding of God pouring out his spirit was slightly different. 
And that's why Joel, when he writes that prophecy, there's a different understanding about it. But when it happens in the New Testament, there's a complete different understanding. In the Old Testament, when God says, I will pour out my spirit, it was God would choose or God would pour it out only on certain people. And that's what we read. Because we read God would pour out his spirit upon Moses and Moses led the people out of, out of Egypt. Upon Daniel, and that's why Daniel was was a great leader upon Joseph and gave Joseph visions and dreams to interpret and to understand. Upon Samson, it says, when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, he grew strong. But what is beautiful about this new covenant that God makes with you and I this morning is that there is no age, no status, no ethnic background, nothing. Nothing this morning, nothing that can stop you and I from receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Only you and I must come to Him. Everybody, everybody, from wherever you are, whoever you are, the Bible says, God in this new covenant is willing to pour out His Spirit upon you. You heard that right, upon you, upon all. Not just selected people, not just some group of people, not just one particular, one particular, one particular space or geographical boundary, but God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. And the good news this morning is that it includes all people. Wherever you come from, whoever you are, it includes you and it includes me. So number one this morning, God's calling you and I to repentance. God says, I want to pour out my spirit upon you, but you need to come in complete surrender. You need to come having surrender everything to me. You shouldn't be holding back anything. If you want me to baptize you, if you want me to pour out my spirit upon you, then you need to come in complete surrender. Secondly, he says, listen, come with this mindset. It's not about you. But it's my work. It's my initiative. None of your intellect can get that. No money that you have can buy that. No possessions that you have, if you exchange, can you get it? But it's simple this morning. It's God's work. And only God can pour out His Spirit and baptize you and me for His glory this morning. So we looked at two things so far. The condition that God gives for him to pour out his spirit upon all people is simple. Come in repentance and complete surrender. The second thing is the promise. I will pour out my spirit. It's not a man-made promise that you and I have to doubt this morning. It's not a man-made promise that you and I can, can sit and, and, and think whether it's true, it's not true, when are they going to do it? But it's God's promise. And the Bible says, God's promises are yes and amen to them who believe. And finally this morning, what can you I learn? What can you and I learn from Joel chapter 2 and verse 28 to 32? It's simple. We learned about the, the condition, repentance. We learned about the promise that is God's work to pour out His Spirit. All you and I have to do is come in complete surrender. And thirdly, we learn it's God's purpose to empower his people.
God's purpose is to empower His people. Yes, to empower you, to empower me this morning, to live a life that will bring pleasing, to live a life that will bring glory to God. The purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so that you and I are empowered by the breath of God so that we live this new life as followers of Jesus, following His purpose and not mine, following His will and not mine, doing what He wants and not what I want, going where He wants and not what I want, living a life the way He wants and not what I want. So long the idea was that God was only for a certain group of people. So long the idea is that God is only for a certain group of people. And if you want to fit that group of people, you need to be like them. You need to dress like them. You need to talk like them. You need to behave like them. But this morning God says, I love all people. And I am for all people who come in complete surrender to me. Acts chapter 2 shows that God, he says, is for all who call on the name of the Lord. God, by the Holy Spirit, wants to empower you and empower me. But empower you and empower me for what this morning? Empower you and empower me to do what this morning? Very simple, empower you and empower me to live a victorious life. To live a life of victory. You know, for too long, we live defeated lives. For too long, we live lives that are so, so oppressed, so dry, so empty. You feel like you're nothing. Have you ever been there? I have. But I thank God that day I met Jesus, when Jesus changed my life all around. When Jesus gave me a victorious life. When Jesus told me that I am more than a conqueror this morning in Christ Jesus who loves me this morning. Would you put your hands together? Give God praise. So this morning, it's clear. Your life and my life is not just a waste, but your life and my life is must and should be a victorious life. And that can only happen when you and I are empowered by the Holy Spirit. You and I can live a victorious life over circumstances, over situations, over choices, over weaknesses, when you and I have the power of the Holy Spirit. You and I cannot do it on our own. No matter how much we try. No matter how much we learn. No matter how much. How much we try and possess. You and I can never. 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 Live a life of victory. Only God. Only by the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. Can you and I truly live a life of victory. Truly live. A life that brings glory and brings honor to God. As a follower of Jesus, you and I are called to live that victorious life. As a follower of Jesus, you and I are not called to live a defeated life or a discouraged life or a, or a broken life. But you and I are called to live a victorious life this morning. Secondly, the, when the Holy Spirit comes, when God pours out His Holy Spirit upon you and I, we are called to live as a witness for him this morning. No longer about I. No longer about me. No longer just about my family. But when the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Is poured out upon you. God gives you and I a burden to share the love of Jesus. With those who don't know Jesus. 
It's just not about you and I coming to this place and being happy that you are here. It's not about you and I just coming here and saying, wow, what a beautiful song. Or I can lift my hands and worship. But it's about you and I thinking about people out there who don't know Jesus yet. And are going to an eternity without him. When the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, we can't be satisfied with just having Jesus to ourselves this morning. And so the Holy Spirit burdens us. The Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit teaches us to pray. Teaches us to reach out. Teaches us to share the love of Jesus with people around us. Be it in our own families. If there's people who don't know Jesus. Be it in our own homes. Be it in our workplace. Be it in our neighborhood. Be it in our school, our college. Wherever it is. The Holy Spirit comes. And now begins to burden us. Now begins to teach us. Now begins to help us reach out and love them. Reach out and share the love of Jesus with them. This morning I don't know how you sit here. This morning I do not understand what you are going through. But I do know this. That if you sit here broken and discouraged, or you sit here feeling dry and empty, or you sit here feeling defeated, God's promise is I will pour out my spirit upon all people. I will pour out my spirit upon you. I will pour out my spirit upon you this morning if you and I will come to him. God's promise is simple this morning, friends. He says, I want to pour out my spirit. But the question is, are you ready? The question this morning is, are you available? Am I available? The question is, are you and am I willing to surrender everything to Jesus this morning? Holding nothing back. The invitation this morning is the same. The Holy Spirit this morning is the same. The promise this morning is the same. The Holy Spirit wants to breathe upon you and me that power. The Holy Spirit wants to breathe upon you and me life. The Holy Spirit wants to breathe upon you and I this morning joy in the love of Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message from AG Kolkata. We would love to know how this message has touched your life. Please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at stories at agkolkata.org We would also be grateful if you would take a moment to rate us on iTunes. Hope you have a great week ahead.